Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Hey, um, why don't you guys turn with me to Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 10. Give me a shout when you guys are there. I know your apps will take a while to load. Yes? One person? Anyone else there? Okay, I know it's on the screen behind me. <laughs> All right, so let's just come on, let's read the word of God together. Amen? Then the Lord, this is reading from Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 10. Then the Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of, a Lord, Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Verse 4, then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says, Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then I watched muscles and flesh form over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four wings. Breathe into this dead body so that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up, great and great army. Amen. Amen. It's good to read out the word of Lord. Uh, the read to good. Uh, sorry, my words got jumbled up. It's good to read the word of Lord, the word of God out loud together. Amen. No, today I want to talk to us about the good confession. No, there are many different things that we can learn from the passage that we read just now. But one thing that I felt the Lord impressed upon me today to, that He wants His church, He wants His people to learn is to learn the power of a good confession. You know, how many of you know that? That day I was just talking to some people in church and we're talking about, hey, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel loved? And we're talking, oh, do if someone praises you, does it make you feel loved? And we're talking about different stuff like that. And how many of you know, and I was just thinking about it, how many of you know that words have a powerful effect on us? Words have the ability to um, uh, tear us down or build us up. You know, I was just thinking, for example, if someone comes to you this morning, you know, and say, hey, Rora, you're looking good this morning. You're looking good. (laughs) I mean, that will make you feel good, isn't it? That will make you feel, hey, I'm looking good. Someone someone just praised me. And that builds the person up. You know, for those of you who are studying, maybe if your lecturer comes in and says, hey, let me find a student. Grace, good job on that report. You feel good about yourself, isn't it? You feel like, hey, I, I did a good job. And for those of you maybe who are working, you go through a appraisal and your boss say, hey, that's a great year that you had. Brilliant job. You feel good. You feel good about yourself. And, and that 
the power of words is that it has the ability to build you up. And when you hear these words, it makes you feel like, oh, it builds your confidence up. It makes you feel like, hey, I want to do better. I want to improve. I want to do more because it feels like someone just lifted you up, isn't it? That's the power of words. It can build you up. But likewise, when you turn the tables, words also have the power or the ability to tear someone down. You know, I twist that table, the situation. If someone comes up to, okay, come up to me. Cat, why you look so tired today? You don't look really good. I think, yeah, I know I look tired, but I think I'll feel like, oh, okay. That wasn't a very nice thing to hear. That, 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 that words, that power of words have the ability to tear someone down. You know, imagine you get a really bad report from your lecturer or your boss and say that work was horrible. You feel really bad about yourself, isn't it? How many of you got that report before? Okay, don't raise your hand. I got that report before and I remember feeling, God, I feel so horrible. I feel like I just wanted to curl up in bed and not go to work again. And that's the power of words. It has the ability to raise people up. It has the ability to pull us down as well. And God is saying today, and I was preparing, what God, what should I speak this morning? And God spoke to me. God just impressed upon my heart. God, I want you to teach my people the power of confession, the power of speaking into something, the power of speaking into a situation. You know, here you read, we have read the chapter of Ezekiel. You know, where Ezekiel, God commanded him to speak to the dry bones. Yeah. You know, different stories, different lessons that we can learn from the chapter that we read just now. But today I want to focus on the, the, that God wants to, want us to learn to change our language. God wants us to learn to speak into a situation. God wants us to learn to begin to understand the power of confession. You guys with me? If you guys say, say amen. No, even uh, we're coming in to the end of 2019. No, before you know it, I know most of you haven't done your Christmas shopping, but, you know, in the last two weeks, if you're last minute, you'll be shopping, lots and lots of shopping. And before you know it, you can get caught up in the festivities of that season. And there's nothing wrong with it, but I feel God say, hey, I want my people for 2020 to prepare yourself for 2020. God wants you to have a new language. God wants you to have a new confession. No, if you want to enter in into 2020 different from 2019, God wants you to have, God wants to impress upon us, God wants to build our capacity to have a different language. Amen. So we want to study today from the lessons of Ezekiel. What can we do when it talks about speaking? We, we, talk, we, we read just now about how Ezekiel speak, spoke to the dry bones and the dry bones all came alive again. And today we want to learn how can we take these principles of speaking to our dry bones and speak into our situation. Amen. The first point of this, the first thing about well, a good confession is this. We need to actually physically speak to that situation. Yeah. Now here, if you turn with me again to Ezekiel 37, I'll just take um, maybe, let's go back. <clears throat> but the, God said this to Ezekiel. Then he said to me, picking up from verse 4, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. To verse 5. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. Verse 6, it talks about different stuff. And God here actually commanded Ezekiel to speak to that dry bones. You know, sometimes, many of us, sometimes we feel like, I, as long as I hope in my heart and I desire in my heart and I believe in my heart, that should be enough, right? I mean, that's not a bad thing. 
But Bible say, God is saying that, hey, I want you to go one step further. Why don't you begin to learn to physically speak into that situation? Don't just keep in your heart and hope in your heart, but let's begin to articulate what's in your heart. No, God, God is, God's design is for us to do that. You know, if you read the story of creation in Genesis verse 1, how God created the whole earth, in seven, how God created the heavens and the earth and the, everything that's on earth, God didn't just snap his, fing, snap his fingers. God could have done that. God's so powerful. God could have just, I don't know, He didn't raise, He didn't wave a wedging wand or nothing. But God spoke into the darkness and that came light. God spoke and there was the sky. God spoke and there was the heaven, there was the waters. God spoke. See, that's the design of God. And as children of God, we are to imitate what God is doing. Amen? If you read through the life of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus, everything, a lot of times Jesus said that, you know, when, if you're talking about different examples, Jesus rebuked the storm. You know, Jesus actually had to speak to the storm and say, storm, be calm. You know, Jesus, when he healed, he said, be healed. There was an actual physical speaking. And sometimes many of us, we get caught up and say, oh, it's okay as long as I have it in my heart, as long as I believe it. But God today wants us to go on the offensive, not just being in, keeping it in your heart, but come on, let's begin to learn to speak out into that situation. You know, sometimes many of us are scared. You know, maybe we don't really want to speak it out. Maybe you have something in your heart and you don't want to speak it out because, oh, what happens if I jinx it, right? That's that favorite thing. I don't want to say it. I'm hoping for something and I'll keep it in my heart because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. You know, that's really like, no, but the Bible says, hey, let's begin to learn to speak with our mouth. Yeah. You know, the thing is this, sometimes when we can get, Sometimes different situations can come into life and we can, can get discouraged. And what the devil, the enemy does is not just to discourage us, he wants to silence us. You know, if you read through the story of Ezekiel just now, I, I was thinking, God, why do you ask Ezekiel to specifically speak to the dry bones? If you read through the background of Ezekiel at that time, the people of Israel were in captivity by the Babylonians at that time. No, um, the the, peop, the the tribes of Judah, the tribes of Israel were all scattered, and they were the people of Israel was all over. Basically, there was no nation in that sense at that time. And can you imagine how Ezekiel was feeling at that time? Number one, my nation's really like not there, but God's God's command was, hey, I want you to speak. You know, when we begin to speak, we begin to exercise faith as well. You know, what the Romans Romans ten verse seventeen says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Every time we speak, we hear the Word of God. Every time we speak, how does faith arise when we speak and we hear physically for ourselves just now? We, that faith, um, then we begin to hear the Word of God as well. Amen? No, I was just remembering, when I was praying for this message, suddenly God remembered, dropped this memory into my, to my mind, and I totally forgot about it. And I remember this when I was a student, many, not that many, many years ago, many years ago in London. And I, I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really enjoy my time in London, my one year in London. I felt like I didn't have much friends and I didn't settle well into anything. And I, I felt quite defeated at that time. And I remember just shrinking back. And I remember this, this pastor came up to me and he said, you know, for far too long, the enemy has silenced you. I did not understand it. 
at that time. And then he said, for far too long, the enemy has silenced you. But God today wants to use you on different capacities. And I, I just suddenly remembered that, 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 that word of God that, came, that was spoken over me as well. And what the enemy does is that he not only just discourages us, because when we are discouraged, sometimes don't you feel like you want to string back and you don't want to say anything? No, for example, if you, know, you had a really good idea and you, you said it out loud and it just didn't work, I think all of us will be scared to actually articulate it again. We'll be scared to voice it out again because of failure, isn't it? And what, that's what the enemy wants to do. He not only just wants to bring discouragement upon us, but he wants us to keep quiet. He wants to silence us because he knows that there is so much power in, in our tongue. There's so much power. There's life and death in our confession as well. You know, so can I encourage you, even in 2019, moving on to 2020, let's not be quiet over our situations. Let not, let's just not go and wish and hope that's fine, but come on, let's go further in our step of faith. Let's go further and say, God, I want to learn to speak to my situation. I want to learn to... No, just now, even when we're reading the Word of God out loud together, actually, I didn't mean for you to read out loud, but okay, it's God's plan. But then you feel that, hey, there was something different when you read out the Word of God. No, why we tell you guys to say yes and amen? Actually, it's not for my sake. It's, not, it's for your sake. You know, every time you say the Word of God and you agree out loud, it does something to your spirit. It does something when you agree out loud. And that's the power when we begin to learn to confess with our mouth. You know, if you learn, the last verse is this or this point. If you read in Mark 11, verse 22 to 23, it says this. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. No, Jesus says this, whoever says this to the mountain, be removed and be cast. Jesus is telling us to speak to the mountain. No, sometimes we get so caught up in the mountains of our lives that we just cry at the mountain. But God is saying, I want you to look to the God of the mountain. I want you to look to Him and learn to begin to draw faith from Him and learn to begin to speak to that mountain. So come on, guys. Even in this year, don't be silent anymore. Don't let the enemy silence you. Don't let discouragement silence you. Don't let fear silence you. But begin to learn to speak. Amen? Yeah. The second point is this. When we learn about speak, you guys still okay? Yeah. Sorry. When we learn about speak, what are we speaking? No, I'm not asking you today to speak about positive stuff because... That's, that's not going to work. You know, um, you can go to many different motivational calls that teaches you to th think positive and speak positive. But here, I want us to learn to speak, not just speak positive stuff, but speak and learn to declare the promises of God. Learn and, be learn and begin to declare the word of God. You know, if you go back, don't worry about turning it, but if you read on the chapter of Ezekiel, um, just now in Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel prophesied just as the Lord has commanded him to. Ezekiel didn't come up with his own fancy words, but Ezekiel prophesied just as the Lord has commanded him to. No, come on, in, in, come on, and can I encourage you in this coming year? What, what are we learning to declare? No, I'm not asking us to learn to declare positive stuff. That's not going to work. But what's going to work is the Word of God. What is going to work is the promises of God. Amen? You know, um, what, what, but the thing is this. 
when pressure comes, when the cracking point comes, do we have the ability to speak the Word of God? The Word of God says this in Matthew 12, 34. It says, For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever, that means to say, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. The thing is this, what are we filling our heart in? What are we filling our heart with? Are we filling it with the Word of God? Are we filling it with the promises of God? Do we even know enough about the Word of God? Do we know more about the promises of God? Can I encourage you, even coming up to 2020, if that's your New Year thing, come on, learn. Let's begin to desire to grow in deeper with the Word of God this morning. You know, if you read through how when Jesus was tempted in the desert, Jesus rebutted the devil. Jesus went, came back, went back at the devil with everything that he said. He used scripture. No? How many of us know the scripture enough to declare that over our situation? It's one thing to learn that we need to declare, but we need to learn to declare the promises and the word of God as well. Amen? You know, there's so many things that we can... There's so much power in that. You know, um, only God promises, only God's word has the power. You know, if you can say, if you want to declare over your situation, I can do it, I can do it, trust me, it's not going to work. You know, only God's word, only God's word has that power to free you. Only God's word has that power to give you that freedom. Only has God's word has the power to give you the breakthrough that you desire. You know, let me give you an example. You know, let me give you an example how you pray. You know, let's say you're seeking God today for healing, for example. You know, it's one thing we can go up to God and don't, please don't get, me, don't get me wrong. We can go up to God and say, God, will you please heal me? God, I want your healing. I desire your healing. But imagine how much more powerful our prayer is when we begin to take the word of God. What the, what's the word of God says about healing? By your stripes, I am healed. And we begin to learn and say, God, I learn to declare whatever thing, whatever bodily sickness I'm going through, I learn to declare by your stripes I am healed. You learn to begin to declare the promises of God over your life. You see, the promises of God will trump every fact. And when I tell you to declare, when, I te when we're teaching here how to declare the word of God, I'm not asking you to deny facts. The facts is in Ezekiel 37, dry bones cannot live. In fact, the Bible says this, the bones were very dry. Right? That's the fact. But the fact of God is that God comes in and says, would you speak my word over it? You know, when we go through life, there will be situations where on the face of it, on the facts of it, that situation will look impossible. No, the things might be stacked up against you. Maybe the medical report will say one thing. I'm not asking to deny it, but I'm asking you to speak the Word of God over it because the Word of God will trump every fact. The Word of God is the ultimate truth. Amen? So let's begin to learn. Let's begin to discover through the Word of God for ourselves. Let's begin to go through Scripture. Let's begin to not just find one or two verses that we know, but let's begin to dig. Let's begin to search Scripture and begin to memorize it in our heart. Let's begin to know what is the Word of God so that we can have the ability and equip ourselves to, to declare it over our situation. No, um, that day I was just thinking about it. And uh, the day me and Pastor Dave, uh, we were just having dinner and we were talking. See, it's good to talk. Uh, we were talking. Um, <laughs> and um, we're, it's just quite funny because we're talking about different holidays that we've been in. And, um, and we were talking about how when we first arrived in the UK, I remember in our first year, it was, well, I mean, it was great, but it was financially a bit of a struggle for us because we went from two persons' income to one person's income. 
And it was like, and I was like, oh my gosh. And um, we, we, we look back now and we laugh about it. Um, but you no, know, there were times where I remember one time I came up, me and Pastor Dave would like go to Sainsbury and we're like, can we afford this? Can I? Um, I'm not here to make you feel pity, right? Don't worry about it. Uh, but I, I went up, we, you know, we go up to different stuff and we're like, can we afford this today? Uh, I want to treat myself to a nice dessert, but oh, our funds is really looking tight this week. Our funds is looking... Can you imagine standing in front of that dessert aisle for, f- <laughs> for like two minutes, three minutes, and like, oh God, can I afford it? And I think I remember feeling like, oh God, what is this? You know, I came here by faith. Why am I feeling like I'm so tight financially that, you know, last time I can just spend money without thinking about it. Now I have to count literally every pence. And I felt like really down. And I, but I remembered the promise of God. You know, the, for me, uh, the person Dave had, for me, the promise of God was, for me, I claimed, I, I found it in Psalms where it says, the righteous will not back for bread. The righteous and his children will not back for bread. And like, God, I'm like, I came here, right? I came here to do your purpose. <laughs> and I remember declaring, you know, the righteous will not back for bread. You know, I remember declaring it over my life. I remember God, for asking for God, God, will you provide that provision? But at the same time, I learned to begin to declare the promise and the, the promise of the word of God over my life. Was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. But today, that day we had Pastor Dave for laughing. We we're like, hey, remember those days? And we we're like, yeah. <laughs> and we look back now and it's just a memory that we can laugh at and a memory we laugh at together. But what brought us through was the you know, begin to learn to declare the Word of God. You know, can I say this today? God has never shortchanged us. You know, when we, we're just talking about the different holidays we've been over the last year, the last years. And we're like, hey, this place, that place, we'd like to go there again. And those of you who know me, I, I don't really have to do budget travel. <laughs> don't laugh, okay? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of budget travel. I like to do my, I like to stay in my nice hotels. <laughs> and uh, there were ones that we have to do this budget travel, but we can stay in nice hotels, get to eat nice food and stuff like that. But see, the thing is this, can I say this to you? The Word of God came to pass. But what I've learned was that every time I learned to declare, every time I learned to speak the Word of God over that situation, faith began to arise within me. You know, faith began to arise. And then today I can tell you the Word of God never fails. The Word of God is foolproof. So can I encourage you today? Let's begin to learn to speak the Word of God. Ezekiel today, you know, on the face of it, he must be thinking, God, what in the world are you thinking about? What are you... Like, these are bones... As a matter of fact, this Bible says these are really dry bones. And yet you're asking me to speak. But yet God, Ezekiel, was obedient to it. Can you see the power of confession? The power of speaking into something. Let's begin to learn to change our language. Let's begin, even when we enter 2020, let's not just keep it silent. But let's begin to learn to declare the Word of God. Amen. The last point is this. Even as we have learned that we need to declare the Word of God, declare, declare the Word of God, let's also be consistent in our speech. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's one thing when we can come to church in, a, in, a, in an environment where it's the presence of God is here and it's full of faith, and then we can step out of church to, the, to our situation and feel like, gosh, what is this? Isn't that how many of you been there before? You feel like, oh, I'm full. I I came full of faith, and when the moment I step out, I'm like, I'm actually faced with the reality of my situation. And the thing is, this we are always tempted to complain. We are always tempted to say, oh, it's not possible. 
But here I want to tell you, let's learn to be consistent in our speech as well. You no, know, Ezekiel, God had to ask him to say it twice. Twice was, one, he said, please uh, let the skin form, the muscles form, the flesh form. The second thing is this, God asked him the more impossible, please begin to prophesy the breath of God that they will live again. So God was saying, come on, will you be consistent in your declaration? Don't come, don't do a dec- don't say, hey, yeah, God can do it, and next thing, we're like, oh, actually, I don't know, is it possible? I mean, it's okay to have those thoughts, but don't articulate it. You know, the, you know if you read in Proverbs, in Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So basically, the Bible is saying that, hey, anything we speak, we begin to eat its fruit. Whatever we are seeing now, we begin... Will you, you, I mean, I don't think we want to reap all the negative stuff we are saying. No, come on, let's begin to be consistent as well in our speech. No, let's begin to not just say one thing in church and then when we look at that reality of that situation, we begin to negate it. No, if you read in, Proverbs, in James 3, verse 7 to 10, it says this. Verse 9, I'll go to verse 9. Say, for every... But it's from verse 8, sorry. Say, no man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have made in the, in the similitude of God. Out of the, same num, out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and curse. My veteran, these things ought not to be so. So James is warning us, hey, come on, don't say blessing in one thing. Don't declare declare promises of God in one thing and then the next breath we say, oh, actually, I don't think it's possible. But God, what James is saying, come on, let's be consistent. Yeah. Amen? So I pray, you know, even as we enter in 2020, come on, God wants to give us a new language. Yeah. God wants us to begin to learn to speak in a different lingo. You know, when people look at us, may they see. You know, the world is full of negative people, isn't it? Everywhere you go, that's just negative, negative. You read the newspapers, they're all negative news. I mean, because bad news sell, right? But God is saying, hey, will you become, I want my church to arise. I want my church to arise to be people who will learn to begin to speak the promises of God, to learn to speak into that situation in spite of the circumstances. Now, I'll end this sharing with a testimony that I heard from a preacher very many years ago. And I was just reminded again, what is that? There's so much power in confession. There's so much power in declaring the word of God. You now, this preacher was sharing. This pastor was sharing this. He said in his in his congregation, there was this girl. There was this uh, lady. Uh, she was going through some. Uh, she was going through some depression at that point in time, and she obviously um and, and she had to. She was prescribed certain medicine and stuff to help regulate her her, her moods and stuff like that. And I think the pastor was sharing, one day she was so convicted by God, she began to, because she had a, her medicine cabinet, and on top of it, before reaching into the medicine, she began to write on post-it notes the promises of God over her life. She put the post-it notes all over the mirror of her cabinet, and each time she said, yeah, I'll take my medicine if I have to, because, that's the, I mean, I, I'll just take it. But every time before I take the medicine, I learn to begin to declare the word of God over my life. No, before taking the medicine, maybe I'll declare... No, God, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. She took it. One step, one step. A few months went by. I don't know how long. I can't remember. But the pastor was sharing that each time she learned to begin to declare over her situation, each time she began to learn to declare the promises of God, she felt that, oh, actually, I don't feel like I need these pills. 
I, I know medical doctors would think that, oh, that doesn't work. But they see, that's the promise of God. You know, and each time she took it, she, she began to learn to declare the promise of God. Each time she felt like, let me begin to cut back. Let me begin to cut back. And the pastor was sharing with us. One day she, was, she came up and shared a testimony of how God delivered her. Can I, can I share this with you? God, no, God wants to deliver us. God wants to grant us breakthroughs. But let's not just be waiting for God, but let's begin to grow our faith together. Let's begin to be active participants together with the move of God. Amen. No, can I get the worship team up this morning? No, even as I was praying, I just felt like, you know, it's one thing hearing it, but I want to begin to, I felt God say that I want my people to learn to begin to exercise it, what we have learned now. You know, um, the worship team will begin to lead us in worship. Um, why don't you begin to stand? No, that's you today. And I, I, God wants to give you a new tongue. God wants to give you a new language. And let's begin to learn to exercise that gift as well. Let's begin to know everything we speak, that's life. That's life. We can choose to speak life. We can choose to speak death. You know, the, every time a situation comes up, this, you, you need the same amount of effort to speak life or speak death. You still need effort to do it. Why not use the effort to choose to speak life, to speak the promise of God instead? No, why don't we, I don't, even as the worship team will begin to lead us, why don't you begin to learn and begin to surrender? If you feel that you need to learn to begin to declare, even as we worship God, what, what, even if we need to learn to declare the promise of God, why you should begin to do that even as we worship God together. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.